One of the most common questions I get asked is, Andrea, what do you think about, insert a name of any supplement you can imagine. I get asked this in DMs, by clients, by friends, all the time people are talking about supplements, supplements, supplements. Now let me first start out this episode by saying, I am not a supplement enthusiast. I don't take a lot of things. I actually never want to look back in the future when I'm 50, 60, 70 and say, oh my gosh, I wish I hadn't have done this or oh my gosh, I wish I hadn't have taken this. So I don't take random supplements. So if you are coming to me for some sketchy random products and quick fixes and fat burners and pills, this definitely isn't going to be the podcast episode for you. But what I am going to have for you today is a lot of solid information and ideas, clarifying common supplements, why they're effective, when you should take them, some natural sources of getting them, and then maybe a couple of things that you can get brand-wise or just things to be aware of as you are picking out a brand. And I'm going to talk a little bit about types of supplements you should take, whether your goals are fat loss or building muscle or both, because that can also affect what supplements you're taking. The list of supplements I'm going to give today are also not intense. So I would say this is more supplement 101. There are obviously hundreds on the market, but I'm going to give the few basic ones that I love, that I've taken regularly, that I fully believe in and have seen changes for me and for my clients. And again, remember, I do stick with things a little bit more natural. So I hope that this is helpful for you. And let's get into breaking down supplements and what you should be taking for your fitness goals. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. Now, before we get into this episode, I do want you to know that I did link some studies in the show notes and some really good articles that are going to help support some of the supplements I gave and why they're helpful. So if you want to do any more research on any of them, you are more than welcome because the truth is you should be an advocate for your own health. You should never just take something because someone says. If someone suggests that I take something, you better believe I am going to research the heck out of it before I put it in my body. And you should do the same thing. So I did add some links in the show notes for you to research. And again, you can always do your own. Now we're going to start out this episode with a bang with the most important supplement I believe, which is protein. And the tricky thing about protein powder is there are lots of different kinds of protein powder. That's something that most people don't even know. They just are told, hey, take a protein powder if you work out. And it's like, oh, did you know there's like five, six, seven, eight different kinds of protein powders? So I'm going to kind of break them all down. I'm going to spend majority of my time on this explaining the difference and when you should take them. So here's the deal. No matter what your goal is, whether it's building muscle or losing fat, protein is honestly essential for both. If you don't believe me, go back to my episode 22 on why protein matters for fat loss or for gaining weight. It's a really good episode. 
I always suggest using whole foods for your protein. That's obviously going to be the best source. But I also understand that sometimes having a supplement can really help, especially if your goal is fat loss or gaining muscle or even both of them. Long story short, protein is needed to build muscle and protein is also needed to protect the muscle from being broken down as energy when there isn't a surplus of calories. So it is like a double agent. It does both. It helps you lose fat and it helps you gain muscle. It protects your muscle when you're trying to lose fat and it helps you build muscle when you're trying to build muscle. So it's really, really effective. The first protein we're going to talk about is whey protein. That is W-H-E-Y, whey. So not like her way, like W-A-Y, <laughs> it's whey, W-H-E-Y. Now, whey protein is a milk protein. Most of the proteins are milk-based. I will get into my vegan and vegetarian proteins next, but I'm going to start with these ones. And the two most common are milk-based proteins. And the first one is whey. Whey has a high level of branched-chain amino acids, which is another supplement that we are going to talk about. Branched-chain amino acids are naturally in your body, but they do help your body when you are doing fitness with losing weight and gaining muscle. So whey naturally has a high level of those. Whey is also considered to be a complete protein, which means that it contains all nine essential amino acids. That is really big because amino acids are huge for helping you also make progress with maintaining and building muscle. Whey is also lower in lactose content than the other milk protein, which we're going to talk about next. So it's a little bit lower. If you have a sensitivity to dairy, sometimes a high quality whey won't bug your stomach because it is a little bit lower in lactose. So that's the basics of whey. The reason whey is so important and so effective in a fitness journey, whether your goal is fat loss or gaining muscle, is because whey is a fast acting protein, which means that it digests really quickly, which allows the protein to get to your muscles rapidly and start rebuilding the muscle. Whey also contains peptides. So that's like small proteins that when you consume, they help increase your blood flow to your muscles. The more blood flow, the more help the muscles have growing, the better they can maintain. The more muscle you have, as you know, the harder your body has to work to maintain it, the more calories you burn. So it's all like a circle of using muscle, burning more calories, making more muscle, and it goes on and on. And so whey is good for that because your body can digest it really quickly. This is why having whey protein directly after a workout is so effective because it's fast acting. It's going to get right to the muscles. Whether you are running, whether you are lifting, whether you are doing yoga, whatever your fitness activity is, you are working the body. You're challenging it. You're challenging your muscles. So you want to instantly start rebuilding them with protein. And because whey is fast acting, a very quickly digested protein, it is a perfect fit for after workouts. Now, as I mentioned, the con is sometimes whey can cause some sensitivities for people who have dairy sensitivities. It can cause bloating or stomach pain in that way. It's also important to be aware of the quality because there's certain proteins that when it is a low quality protein, it actually will bug my stomach even though it's whey. And then a higher quality whey protein will not bug my stomach. Kind of a rule of thumb for me. And again, this is just for me. Everybody's different. But a rule of thumb for me is if it's a protein that I can buy at a gas station or at like a casual convenience store like Walmart or something, the truth is the quality of the protein probably isn't very good. 
because it will be poor quality protein, my body's not going to digest it as well. So I do suggest going to your local health food store to pick out a brand, have a clerk help you. I do suggest being aware of reading the labels and seeing what the quality is. I personally love a brand called MRM. It's like the letters MRM. I will add a link in the show notes. I've used it for probably five years, and I love it because I can be sensitive to dairy, and for some reason their protein powder never bugs my stomach. It never makes me feel bloated. I never have any reactions to it, but there are a lot of really solid brands. So remember, whey is important because it's fast acting. And if your goal is to build more muscle, it helps make the muscle stronger in combination with carbs. And if your goal is to lose fat, it helps maintain the muscle and repair the muscle to rebuild it. So they're both effective. So that's the first one, whey. The second milk protein is casein. Now casein is really great, but it definitely scoots in underneath whey protein because it is a slow acting protein. Now it does have purpose obviously because it is a slow acting protein, but it does not digest as quickly, which means that it is more effective for maybe a nighttime snack before you go to bed because it helps prevent the cannibalism while you're sleeping of an empty stomach. So if your goal is to build muscle, then you do not ever want empty stomach. You never want your muscles to be underfueled. So having casein before you went to sleep, if your goal was to build, would be a great idea. Another really great time to have a casein protein is as a snack. So oftentimes, you know, we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We need a snack between. People try to hold off from eating. And then they have these like whittly snacks, which do nothing. And casein would actually be a good snack to have in there because it is slow digesting. So it's going to keep you fuller longer. So it's a perfect one for snacks or bedtimes because it releases slowly. And it's not just going to like be all gone at once. It's going to be over time. The way that casein slows down digestion is because casein kind of forms like a gel when it interacts with your stomach acid. So that slows down the stomach from emptying and then delays your bloodstream's absorption of the amino acids. So it's like a steadier exposure to your muscles and to the amino acids. So that's how it slows it down. So it's definitely not bad just because it's slower and way is fast acting. It has purpose. It helps slowly feed your muscles. So it's perfect for someone who is A, trying to stay full as snacks. You know, you want a snack in the middle of the day, have some whey protein, you know, with some fruit or whatever else you want. Or before bed, it's also a good time for those who are trying to build muscle. A lot of brands actually do a mix of whey and casein, so you can kind of find that. It does have a benefit because then you get the slow acting and the fast acting. I personally like them separated. Um, I don't drink casein simply because I am too sensitive to it because of dairy. It does tend to make me bloat even if I use a high-quality brand. But for those who it does not cause problems with dairy, go ahead, get your casein. It's a great snack, and I think it will help you stay fuller longer, and it helps you get that protein in. But if you're sensitive to dairy, that's probably not going to be your best option. In fact, it's probably going to be the worst option, I'm going to say. Whey will be better off for you or switching to a... They have egg white protein, which could be a great choice if you are sensitive to dairy because that means that you still, the egg whites still do provide all nine essential amino acids to your body and it obviously won't cause any of the stomach pain that a milk-based protein can. So an egg white protein is also a great brand. Um, not a brand, sorry, a type of protein. And again, I will link some protein brands that I like. I personally use MRM, but I'll put a handful in the show notes of reputable ones that I know are going to be solid. But you can also go to your health food store. Now, if you are 
sensitive to dairy and neither of those first two work for you, or you are a vegan where you don't do animal products, then I'm going to give you some other ideas for some alternatives to whey. Whey to me is king. It's the, it's the best one that's most efficient. You know, some people, if they're trying to build muscle, they'll even do that one before their workout and then after. And sometimes when people are trying to lose fat, they will just do it after. But it's pretty much known as, you know, the king of the industry for protein powders. But if you don't do milk products, you know, animal products, that's not going to be a fit for you. And that's totally okay. So there's plenty of great vegan brands and vegan types of protein. So the first one is pea. Pea's become really popular in the last few years. Pea is a protein powder that is popular because it is great if you have allergies, any sensitivities to dairy or eggs or anything like that. It's made from a yellow split pea. So it's high in fiber from the legumes and it helps boost all of them, but one of the amino acids that we've talked about, those essential amino acids. So pea protein is a great supplement if you are a vegan or vegetarian or sensitive to dairy. There are a lot of different brands of that. I love pea protein. If I'm going to do not a whey item, I'm definitely going to choose pea. Another really common one is hemp. Hemp is another really great type of protein. It's high in omega-3s, and it seems easy to digest, but the only issue with hemp protein is it doesn't have all the amino acids. It's actually lower in the amino acids. So I lean towards pea or I lean towards whey if you're going to do a protein. And if you want that in-between, you know, to stay full, then I would go into the casein. So those are kind of your options for vegetarians or vegans. You could also do a brown rice protein. I know they have that and they have a soy protein. But when I look, those don't have as many of the essential amino acids. So I still feel like of the vegan options that a pea protein is going to be your best bet. And there are some vegan options that do a mix of all the different types of vegan protein. So then you can have a complete protein, which is helpful. But for me, I'm like, I'm just going to simplify and I would probably do pea protein. But again, you have to be an advocate for your health and choose what's right for you. But you could also do a mix of proteins for a vegetarian or vegan lifestyle. All right, the last protein we're going to get into, it's actually not a protein. It's kind of different and it doesn't really fit in the same realm, but I feel like it's worth mentioning is collagen peptides. Now, collagen peptides obviously are the most abundant protein in the body. So they're naturally made in our body. They help with skin, hair, tendons, ligaments, muscles, like aches and pains. They are like the total health. Collagen is like money. That's like keeps us looking young, keeps us vibrant, all the things, all the things good. But the thing about collagen peptides that are fitness related is it it does have a high amino acid content again, which is so good for us. And it helps with muscle repair and recovery. So supplementing collagen may be helpful for muscles and for like post-workout nutrition. The NIH did a study for collagen peptides recently where they gave people who were doing resistance training programs, one group of them had a collagen peptide and another group of them just didn't have anything. And they found that the people who had collagen peptides had more of an enhanced muscle mass and more fat-free muscle mass, so like they had less fat on their bodies than those who did not take the collagen peptide. So that is a great addition. For me, a collagen peptide is a no-brainer. The reason why is because you can buy it flavorless and you can get a really high quality brand. So sometimes with the other protein powders I've talked about is people are fighting, I don't like the flavor, I don't like the taste, I don't like the texture, and that becomes a whole nother issue. 
I actually love protein powder. I love vanilla protein powder. I love chocolate protein powder. Those are my favorite for whey proteins. But I know for some people, that's not their jam, and that's okay. So this is a great option that I would actually do in conjunction with one of the other protein options I gave because they're a different type of protein. This is totally different. A collagen peptide is totally different than like a whey protein. So something that I like to do is I will buy a flavorless collagen peptide and I mix it into my oats when I eat breakfast. Or I have clients who mix it into their coffee and then they get all these protein sources from the collagen peptide and don't even notice it. A huge benefit to a collagen peptide is it's dairy-free, so people don't react to it. They don't normally have stomach pain or notice it at all, so it's even easy to mix into your baking, as I've given other ideas before. I have friends who literally mix it into all kinds of things and never notice it because it's flavorless. And on top of that, because of the amounts of glycine and proline in it, it is anti-inflammatory benefits for your gut. So it's going to help your stomach not bloat. It doesn't even cause bloating, but it also can help improve some of the inflammatory issues you're already having. So to me, it's a no-brainer. I have friends who mix it in when they're baking, who put it in like all kinds of things. Anything they mix, pancake batter, anything, they just pour it in. I do both. I do a whey protein and I do a collagen peptide. I make protein oats all the time and I'll do oats and I'll mix in a half a scoop of whey protein and I'll mix in a scoop of collagen protein and then I'll put in like a yogurt of choice and some almonds, some slivered almonds and it's delicious. It's one of my favorite breakfasts and it's higher in protein and I don't have to like do anything intense. It takes me like a minute to make. So collagen peptides is another great one. I like Vital Proteins for this. I think it's a solid brand. Um, our local health food store carries it, but I will add some links in the show notes. But really, there are a lot of different brands. That's just a solid one I like. And I think it is totally worth looking into that, especially if you have issues with flavor, because you can get flavorless collagen peptides. In fact, they're pretty much all flavorless. So it's a great addition to your diet. Now that we've gone over a bunch of different protein powders and you can kind of see the benefits and the pros and cons of different ones depending on your situation, I know something that might be weighing on some listeners' minds is, well, can I take these while I'm nursing or while I'm pregnant? So this is going to be where, again, you're going to advocate for your own health. I personally take a protein powder when I am nursing and when I am pregnant because it's not that much different than me eating some chicken or eating Greek yogurt or anything else. It actually makes it so it's easier for me to eat. For example, in my first trimester, I get sick and I really struggle eating protein. And so a protein shake is an easy way for me to make sure I'm getting in protein because guess what? To build a baby, you need some protein as well. So it's actually can be very helpful in that way. And it is no different, like a protein powder is not a supplement where there's tons of junk in it, especially with a high quality one. So I personally do. The thing you need to understand about any supplements is no one in their right mind is going to do a test on a woman who is nursing or pregnant. That's why we have such limited information on those subjects because you don't want to test someone who's about to have a baby and be like, oh, well, I was testing this on her and now her baby has issues. So that's why so many products say not recommended or unknown for pregnancy or nursing simply because we don't do research on that and nor should we. We shouldn't research that because that is not humane to do research on a pregnant person or someone who's breastfeeding and then have there be issues. So you're going to have to make some personal choices there. Protein powder is something that I do while nursing and, and pregnant and I feel 
one million percent comfortable doing that. As I said, it's a way for me to get in protein powder when I'm actually nauseous and I don't want to eat things that have protein in it. And I know my body needs protein and it helps keep my muscle mass when I'm pregnant, which helps me be able to carry that baby as it's growing a lot better. So I actually do. All right, now we're going to touch on a couple of supplements that are for recovery and kind of help you develop muscle or help you lose fat a little bit better. And I'm only going to list two or three. As I mentioned, this is kind of Supplements 101, so I'm not going to get into the down and dirty. I'm going to give you the basics of what I think would be effective if you added it to your diet. And the first one is going to be a branch chain amino acid. So when you see this at a nutrition store, the label of the supplement is going to say BCAA, and that just stands for branch chain amino acid. This is my favorite supplement that I take. I actually don't take any supplements almost besides this one and a whey protein powder, but I actually live and die by a BCAA. The reason I say that is because I stopped taking it for a period when I'm nursing just because I feel like when in doubt, do without. And then instantly I notice when I start taking it again, it makes a massive difference. I instantly see that I am able to maintain and shape muscle better when I'm taking it. Again, I have plenty of friends who are trainers who take it all while they're nursing, and that's totally fine for them. So you're going to have to do what's right for you. But a BCAA is super effective. The term branch chain amino acid refers to three different amino acids that are super important for us. It's leucine, isoleucine, and valine. These are absolute the most important amino acids for repairing and building muscle tissue. Hands down, they are crucial. They are going to be your best friend if your goal is losing fat or gaining muscle because they are repairing that tissue. Leucine is actually the most critical of the three of those amino acids, as research shows that it can actually stimulate muscle protein synthesis on its own. That's like legit. So leucine can do it by itself, but obviously it's going to do it 10 times better with the combination of the three of those branch chain amino acids. That's like a triple threat. That is like an actress or an actor who can dance, sing, and act. So like Hugh Jackman, he does it all. <laughs> That's what the branch chain amino acids do, basically. <laughs> okay, I am way digressing. Anyways, it is super effective because these three branch chain amino acids work in synergy to provide benefits for your muscle growth. It also helps increase your energy during workouts, and it helps stop cortisol. So it reduces cortisol. And you definitely don't want high cortisol because high cortisol is cannabolic for your hormone that inhibits testosterone. So testosterone is helpful in building muscle. And cortisol basically hurts the hormone that helps boost the testosterone. And it also helps increase your muscle breakdown. So that's pretty awesome that a branch chain amino acid can help bring down your cortisol. It also decreases your muscle soreness. So after a workout, oftentimes our quads are sore, our arms are sore, whatever is sore, a branch chain amino acid helps prevent that soreness and helps decrease it, which is really awesome because then that means that we can get a solid workout in the next day. The other cool thing about a branch chain amino acid is it can help control your fatigue during workouts. So because I said it gives you energy, it actually can reduce your fatigue. Now here's something pretty cool to think about pertaining to your goals and a BCAA. So if your goal is building muscle, we've already learned that a BCAA helps repair the muscle and helps build it. If your goal is fat loss, the cool thing about a BCAA 
is it can help preserve the muscle mass you already have when you're dieting. So it basically helps protect your muscle from being broken down as energy when there is not a surplus of calories in the body. BCAAs are awesome. I honestly think they're so great and they even enhance your body's ability to use fat as fuel when you're on a lower carb diet. There is a really great article I'm going to link in the show notes by PhD Chrissy Kendall, and it is called Why, it's actually titled, the whole her whole column is titled That Science Chick, and it's Why Should I Drink a BCAA? I suggest all my clients read this article. I suggest you read this article. I will link in the notes. I think it's going to be really helpful for you. I can promise you at all costs, if your goal is fat loss, you want to protect your muscle. Muscle is what helps you reach your goals. So you want to preserve it. You want to build it. You don't want it to be broken down. So a BCA is going to help you do that. But also, side note, a BCAA alone, if you're not fueling properly, is not going to help you. You can't starve yourself and then expect your body to maintain the muscle with the BCAA. That's not going to work either because you know I don't believe in starving yourself. But It's a fine line between, you know, eating the right amount of foods for what you want for fat loss and then protecting that muscle just to give you that little bit of oomph to like keep the muscle and lose the fat. Naturally, BCAAs are found in most protein sources. So they're particularly high in animal organs like meat, poultry, eggs, dairy, fish, but you can also get them in nuts and seeds and some legumes as well. So that's a natural way to do it. Um, A lot of foods we have and that we eat do contain them, but it's always kind of nice to take that supplement. You should take a BCAA if you're like, you know what, I'm going to add that to my regime. You should take it during your workout and after. So I typically pour my BCAA as I start my workout, and that's what I sip on all through my workout and as I finish out. If you ever go to the gym and you notice that people are randomly drinking like these colored drinks in their bottles, most likely they're drinking a BCAA and you're just not realizing that's what it is, or they could also be drinking an EAA. Now, to know you're getting a good brand of a BCAA, like a high-quality one, you're going to want a 2-1 ratio. That means that you want double the amount of leucine when you look at the label, and then half the amount, so like whatever the leucine is, so let's say that's 2.5 grams. Then the isoleucine and the valine should be 1.25 grams. So it's a 2-1 ratio. There should be double the amount of leucine in it, and that's going to be the most beneficial for your body. They even have capsules and some other things. I don't prefer those because you have to take so many. I would rather just drink it in a supplement and be done with it. There's lots of different kinds and flavors. Just make sure you're getting a good reputable brand. I will add some in the show notes as well, but I swear by a BCAA. Now, I know some people are saying, oh, a BCAA, what about an EAA? They're both really great supplements. If you want to take an EAA, that's fine. They're just slightly different. I know some people who take both, they mix them. An EAA stands for essential amino acids. And the biggest difference is an EAA, so wow, we're getting like lots of letters. Let me just say an essential amino acid is very functional and it helps like the whole body. It's more of like a full body maintenance. It helps the whole body function properly. In contrast, a branch chain amino acid primarily works in areas that impact performance, including fuel for your workout, help with the fatigue of soreness and soreness of muscles, and then also rebuilding. So both of them are good. They both have their purposes. The biggest difference is a branched chain amino acid has been found to increase muscle growth and decrease muscle soreness, and it also helps reduce that fatigue. But 
the kind of the biggest difference is a BCAA increases muscle like repair, so synthesis, and an EAA does a little bit better of a job maintaining protein synthetic responses long term. So an EAA has all nine essential amino acids, which are great. And so it kind of helps your whole body function a little bit differently. But a branch chain amino acid hones in, zones in basically on the things that affect our fitness. So again, you can do a mix of one or the other. Some people, I've, I've researched enough or I've read enough articles where some people swear by an EAA, some people swear by a BCAA. But as I've looked and looked and looked, I think a BCAA is better um, because it does hone in on that fitness aspect of it. But again, you can advocate for yourself and see which one you like or do a mix of both of them. So if I'm honest, those are the only two that I personally take on a regular basis and I request every single one of my clients takes. Now, if you want to add a few more, I'm going to list a few more. I guess I could call these honorable mentions, but I, I mean, they're really important as well. But sometimes people are like, okay, if I had to take one or two things, what would it be? And that would be my choice is a protein powder and a BCAA. But if you said, well, what else would be good? I'm going to give you a couple other things that I think would be effective. So the first one is glutamine. That is another branched chain amino acid that's produced naturally by the body, but it can be drawn out of muscles during intense workouts. So working out is stressful. It stresses out the body. It stresses out the muscles. And glutamine helps basically maintain the muscle mass as well. 61% of our skeletal muscle contains the amino acid glutamine. So after a strenuous workout, the glutamine significantly drops and so taking a supplement of glutamine can help it raise back up because it does help maintain muscle as we've talked about. It also helps with fat loss purposes because glutamine can offset fat storage, making it beneficial for a supplement for if you're trying to lose fat. So it can offset that. So it does have some benefits. When we work out, it kind of gets depleted. So it's a way to add it back in. And it also does help us as we get older, the human growth hormone decreases. And L-glutamine helps us increase the body's ability to secrete the human growth hormone, which honestly is a fountain of youth. That's what helps us burn fat and helps us build muscle and helps us looking young. So it's another great supplement if you're wanting to add in more. It is a natural one um, that our body naturally makes. And so that's good. You can find it naturally in fish, nuts, red meat, beans, and really intensely fatty foods. So if you're wanting to do it naturally, those are ideas, or you can take a supplement of it. And one last thing that's cool about glutamine is something that's not necessarily fitness related, but it's cool to be aware of is glutamine actually boosts your immune system. So if you're sick less, then you're able to work out more consistently, you're able to feel better, and it helps you just be more consistent. So that is helpful as well if you're looking at a glutamine supplement. Another supplement I think would be helpful, and it's actually not really fitness related, but I think it deserves being mentioned, is fish oil. Fish oil gets a bad rap because there can be like dirty, non-good brands of fish oil, but fish oil is actually very, very good for you if you get a good quality brand. It contains high amounts of omega-3 oils, which is a natural anti-inflammatory, which can really mean the difference between running a mile or just being able to like lay down after five minutes. Like it kind of helps your body feel good. And so you're not inflamed, you're able to do more and that makes a difference. It can also help ease your joint pain and your muscle soreness. And it is really vital in the recovery process as well. So whether you're training in the gym or training for a half marathon, 
or you're just, you know, trying to use your body regularly and be healthy, I think a fish oil is a great addition and it is excellent for your lungs, your blood circulation, and your heart. So it's like, okay, that's a pretty good choice. You know, it helps with fitness and it helps with so many other things. So even though that's not a traditional fitness supplement, I do think taking a fish oil is effective. Again, you're going to want a reputable brand. Don't just buy some random thing off Amazon or like at the drugstore. I would choose a high quality one and make sure it's pretty good. And I will add some in my show notes. And the last non-traditional supplement that I think would be helpful would be magnesium if you're having a hard time sleeping. Here's the deal. When you don't sleep very well, your body doesn't repair muscle very well. It basically recovers during the night. So you can work out day after day after day. And if you're not sleeping well, then there's no window for your body to really repair its muscle and get stronger and build muscle. And as you know, the more muscle, the harder the metabolism works, the more calories you burn. So if you are struggling with sleep, I think a magnesium supplement could be helpful. It's not too intense. You can take small amounts of it. And there are a lot of different brands. I will add some in the show notes as well. But I think that would be a nice addition, something that people don't think about. But sleep makes a huge difference on your abilities to reach your fitness goals. I remember when I interviewed Dr. Walsh about hormones, he said, I would rather you sleep than work out multiple days. I would rather you get a good night's sleep than like get up 40 minutes earlier and work out because everything is done. Everything is repaired. Everything is improved while we sleep. So if we're not sleeping, there's no window to improve and it helps us mentally and physically. So that's something that's not a traditional fitness supplement, but I think it would be worth it if you're like, I'm struggling having sleeping or with insomnia or anything to get a magnesium supplement. So that's it for today. I know that you probably expected me to list supplements after supplements after supplements, but to me, I feel like you need people to understand the basics, why they're doing things, why it's helpful first. And to me, you start with a protein powder, you add in a BCAA, or if you really want an EAA, and then you think of other things like a fish oil or magnesium that can help you that aren't necessarily supplements for fitness, but they have improvements for your fitness and then help other parts of your life as well. There are obviously a ton of other ones that are helpful. Beta alanine can be helpful. I know some people who are trying to build muscle do creatine, but I am personally not going to go into those ones because I feel like the ones I've listed are going to give you really good benefits and then you're not overtaking supplements or you're not taking things that are dangerous for you. And just to be aware of the quality of the supplement you have. If this episode is helpful, I would love if you would share it in your social media. I would love if you'd ask questions. If you have questions, go ahead to my last post whenever it is and put your questions in the comments. I answer the comments super fast. So if you have a question, just add in a a comment, even if it's not about the post, and I will try to respond to it. I really care about trying to answer those. I really appreciate if you write a review. That is always helpful for me. Um, I love to read those before I start the podcast. You guys know that. It makes me feel like, oh, I'm taking the time to do this podcast for a purpose. It's helping people. We're on the same team. We're high-fiving from a distance, even though, you know, we can't see each other, but we're still there in this community together. So that's it for today. Go think about maybe adding some of those supplements. Take your time with them. Advocate for your own health. Look them up. Do some research by yourself. Go to your local health food store, you know, and ask them questions and really just feel good about what you want to take. But know that there are things that can help you naturally and to help you with supplements in your fitness journey, whether it's fat loss or building muscle that are going to be beneficial for you. And the ones that I've listed today, I stand by full heartedly for me and what I request that my clients take. So 
That's it for today. I want you to know, as always, you are doing better than you think you are, and we'll chat next week. Thank you.